Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Thursday, June 18th. S&P futures are about unchanged at 31.07. That is a large rebound off of the overnight lows. So they were down at about 30.65 at one point. So they're about 35 points off the low. Europe's major indices opened in the red. They've since rebounded. They are up small at this point. About you know, I've actually pulled back to about flat. Um, Asia was mixed overnight. Uh, not a lot of real major incremental news to talk about today. Only one big eco number out overnight internationally. That was the Australian jobs numbers for May. They were soft. There were a bunch of central bank decisions, mostly from smaller central banks. Um, none of them were terribly surprising other than Taiwan, which left rates unchanged. She was looking for a small cut. Again, nothing that really impacts U.S. equities. On the COVID front, you know, you're looking at a similar situation to, uh, you know, I think what was in place on Wednesday, where you continue to have very troubling trends in certain states. The national numbers are not inflecting higher. Um, and the New York Tri-State area continues to kind of trend in the right direction, um, you know, declining off of the apex. So, you know, as I've been saying, I think stocks are very sensitive to the New York Tri-State area as well as the national figures. Um you know, and until uh, if if either of those things change, obviously, I think markets will have a more severe reaction. Um, you know, I definitely think it is a it's a concern. It's something to watch. Um, but like I said, it, the markets seem to be most focused on the national figures and the near Trice area. Florida seems to be one area of particular concern. Um, there was a study published overnight by um, you know a, a hospitals data group just talking about how Florida you know could be the next real epicenter hotspot in the country if trends continue on the present trajectory. Um, so that's certainly something to watch. China came out a couple of hours ago and said that the Beijing COVID outbreak has been brought under control. Um, you know, so again, you know that that outbreak was relatively minor as far as case figures, and you didn't really see a big reaction in markets. So I don't think that news should be terribly positive, but. Um, certainly a, a small, uh, encouraging development. Um, you know, the big development, I think, over the last 12 hours is probably just on the domestic political front. So the Bolton book allegations and revelations that hit late in trading yesterday that seemed to be, seemed to coincide with the, um, you know, the U.S. sell-off. I don't think they're, you know, terribly surprising. I think anyone who read the excerpts, um, you know, kind of have already read similar allegations printed elsewhere over the last three plus years of this presidency. Um, but I do think it's just kind of one more straw being placed on the camel's back. And all the data points to if the election were held tomorrow, that Trump would lose, um, you know, would not secure a second term, that Biden would win. And so that's probably of all the major macro topics um, right now in the narrative, I think U.S., Politics is one area where there's the most complacency, where you are not seeing markets, I think, really appreciate the risk um, of where the election is heading. And keep in mind, the Senate, um, you know, if Trump were to lose the White House, it's very easy. It's very likely that the Senate could also switch hands as well, in which case you'd be looking at full Democratic control of the House, Senate and White House. Um, You know, obviously, all the implications that has for tax, economic policy, et cetera, that certainly is it's. You know, like I said, I think it's probably the, the one area of the narrative that is not being fully appreciated by markets. Um, there was another poll out yesterday from Reuters in the morning, just showing a large Biden lead um, nationally. And then we've had obviously a lot of other polls in the last couple of days showing lot, large Biden leads in the key swing states. Uh, on the U.S.-China front, again, nothing terribly incremental. Um Trump did sign that that House bill pertaining to uh, the Muslim internment camps that China has been constructing. Constructing, 
Um, he was anticipated to sign it eventually. The timing was perhaps maybe a little bit surprising, probably coincided with the Biden book allegations, which did touch on those detention camps. Um, you know, that bill did pass overwhelmingly in the House and Senate. So there was a, there was more than enough support to override any veto. Um, you had Lighthizer that was testifying yesterday before Congress sounded confident, positive, happy with the state of the phase one trade agreement that he says China is still committing its uh, phase one purchase obligations. I think that's the one topic the markets are are most sensitive to. Um, the Pompeo meeting in Hawaii yesterday, he met with his Chinese counterpart, seems to be a non-event. Um, so nothing that really, I think, pertains or matters for US equities today. So like I said, really not a lot of kind of major macro themes to talk about. Uh, on the micro front, also relatively slow evening. Um, you didn't really have any big pre-announcements one way or the other, although uh, Timus did come out and raise its uh, net sub ad guidance for Q2. Um, United Pacific made some positive comments around just the state of business trends. But again, nothing uh, super surprising. For the calendar today, I think you have a couple of events. So the BOE decision comes out at 7 a.m. The street is looking for the BOE to increase its asset purchase total uh, by about 100 billion pounds. You have the Philadelphia Fed that's at for June at 8.30. This is a, um, you know, again, I think investors will be looking into June data. We've seen the Empire June number out earlier in the week had a big rebound from May. So, you know, to the extent that you continue to see positive linearity in the data, obviously that's important. You'll get the jobless claims at 8.30. Um, and then Kroger earnings also at 8.30. Those are the big events for today. There is nothing scheduled um, after the close. There is a European meeting coming up tomorrow at which they will be discussing this $750 billion stimulus fund proposal that was put out a couple of weeks ago. Um, a couple of European officials are on the tape today just downplaying the importance of this summit. Um, you know, They don't expect a breakthrough on that stimulus fund. They say that a physical meeting, so this meeting tomorrow is going to be virtual. They say a physical meeting is probably going to be needed to really kind of overcome all the differences and reach an agreement for that fund. Um, in terms of the broader market, you know, my views are still the same. Um, you know, the resiliency of the tape is is still astonishing. Um, you know, the, the default reaction still seems to be to buy any dip. Um, when you ask most people, it's always stimulus positioning. Stimulus positioning are the two big tailwinds that most people cite at the moment. Um, you know, I continue to push back on some of the fundamental reasons that people have cited, including that Fed announcement on the SMCCF on Monday, which really was a reiteration of their prior intentions to buy corporate bonds. And if anything, if you listen to Powell before the Senate on Tuesday and the House on Wednesday, he sounded somewhat circumspect um, or reluctant to really kind of um, you know, make a huge splash in the corporate bond market and aggressively purchase bonds. Um, you know, he definitely received some pushback from members of the House and Senate about why the Fed would be acting at this point in time, given the enormous improvement in markets. Um, his answer was essentially that because we said we would. So it doesn't sound like the Fed's going to be super aggressive in its bond corporate bond purchases. Um, you know, we are coming up on on the fiscal negotiations for this fifth fiscal stimulus bill. It looks like it will probably be about a trillion and a half dollars, but a lot of this talk about infrastructure spending um, or some huge infrastructure spending package, those you know that I think that enthusiasm um, is is overdone. Um, you know, you obviously have the political risk, like I mentioned before. So for all the fundamentals, you know, continue to suggest that the market is overbought. I continue to think it is. 
Um, and so again, if you kind of use your 163 PS numbers, then 18 times, both of which are still very generous, you know, you're getting to a tape around 2,900 or so. Um, you know, so that's continued to where I think, you know, the conversation about when the market becomes compelling, I think doesn't start until you get below 2,900. So those are my views on the market. Um, and like I said, the counter is relatively sparse. So that is everything. Thank you for listening.